Hello, everybody. Here we are for tonight's trending news. Today's, tonight's, this afternoon's, whatever time you're listening. I'm going to talk about the repurposing of London's iconic red phone booths. Now, you know, there's lots of big news going on in the world, but for me, this was very interesting because I love cities. I love symbols. I love city icons of the sort that I am speaking right now. London's famous red phone booths. And it's interesting because... Obviously, technology continues marching forward, folks. We know this. And certain icons and symbols are technologically outdated. It's one of those things. It's one of those conflicts almost, at least for me. And I think for the human populace. You know, there's an emotional connection to something that has this meaning to a large group of people because of its symbolism. You know, the red London phone booths are a visual cue for us humans to feel a certain way, to think of London You know, I've never even been to London, but I've seen it in so many movies. One day I'll get there. I have a good friend who lives there. And I'll love to um, compare notes to how, to reality, my my mental notes of what my personal ideas have have been shaped to to be about it from the media and from my own research and personal interest in such important places like London. And, uh, you know, some of the some of the famous physical icons that exist there are certainly fresh in my mind and I would be looking for I would be I would be interested in seeing and, and, and feeling seeing and experiencing, you know, and kind of I guess using as a measuring stick of sorts to get a read on how familiar, you know, the virtual reality that I've consumed of this famous iconic place, London, how familiar it is, you know, how, how good of a job does, you know, the global village we live in these days the digital, the digital age really do at, at bringing us to these places, you know? And then how much more is there once we're physically in them for real? And the loss of these icons physically, I, I feel entirely should, should be avoided. We should hang on to them to some degree, especially when they're so established. For natives and visitors from abroad alike, I'm I'm a big uh, a big supporter, a big 
big proponent of repurposing whenever possible or practical in clever ways the, these kinds of structures. And it got me thinking. The first article I read I, I, that I noticed about this mentioned that these London phone booths were being repurposed as mobile phone repair shops. And that made a whole lot of sense. I really liked that idea because, you know, it's the same sort. It's the same sort of uh, technology for humans. The connections there, functionally, it's function functionally co cohesive thing from past into the future. Phones. The new version of phones, but it's still related. So you look at the phone booth, and now it's a phone repair shop. So because of that connection, I, I really liked that. In in the mind, you know, it makes it makes sense. It makes sense to to folks, and it's almost just like looking at an upgraded version of the same structure. You know, it has the same meaning, but upgraded with with technology for the present day. And that that's great. I like that. And then there were other uses. I mean, I saw another article then because I got really digging. I said, oh, the repurposing of of London phone booths. Let me let me just Google that. Let me see what else comes up. And I saw that some company in another article altogether bought a bunch of these phone booths and has converted them to membership-based offices and everything you need uh, for for an office for a temporary office is right is right in one of these iconic London phone booths I love that that's cool that's great you know it's interesting I'm, I'm all about the efficient use of space of course and uh that would be a trip. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I could totally get with that. It's, it makes sense to me to just envision that as an aspect of city life, strolling down the street and seeing a guy on on the computer in a phone booth. You know, the same way we see people working on whatever they're working on, freelancing on in, in Starbucks these days. So I'm, I'm all about that. And then I saw another article, yet another article, about some bloke um selling salads out of like out of out of a phone booth i guess instead of a push cart type of deal he uh had the phone booth set up in the same sort of way and that's terrific that's great to me and i just think it's important it's my thing i'm a little bit nostalgic i think part of the issue with cities is how tremendously they're loved by their by their residents you know their hometown residents whether they be natives or people who move there later in life london is loved and this this symbol of london i i am so happy to see is is being repurposed and is still can be visually consumed by folks the 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 new purposes the, the new, you know, uses for the phone booth, that's great. That's great to me. 
And I was just thinking along the lines of repurposing city, you know, structures in general and the different kinds of icons that do exist in cities. So, you know, you have some different some different issues here. For one thing, you know, the high line in terms of repurposing uh, city structures, infrastructure comes to mind. And, you know, the high line in New York on the west side of Manhattan, it's repurposed freight tracks. And it was great. Now it's a, a park in the sky. It was a great move. And it got people thinking about repurposing um, all around the world. And there's many examples I could rattle off, like the Beltway or something like that in Atlanta. I don't think that's not elevated, but it's the same sort of deal. It was a railway and they repurposed it and now it's, it's for pedestrians. And I don't know what other kinds of activities they have attached to that down there in Atlanta, but... It's just another example. The, the difference is that freight tracks and these freight tracks on, on the west side of Manhattan, you know, and the repurposing of infrastructure isn't necessarily always of something that was visually connective as a symbol to, to the place itself. So these freight tracks, you know, I don't think New York was ever particularly known you know for a certain style of freight tracks or the the specificity of these freight tracks visually wasn't wasn't there and they weren't ubiquitous throughout the city the way london phone booths were so it's an interesting sort of city symbol that the red phone booths are because they're all throughout town they're all they're all around and that that's that's really cool. That's really something you know. It would be to me, it would be a shame to to fully lose that sort of coincidental art that just pops up. That kind of symbolism th- that happens in places and develops over time, especially if it's spread throughout town, all over the place. I was thinking about in New York City, this the city I'm used to looking at my whole life what kind of symbols that would be, you know, parallel to the London phone booth there would be. And one thing that did come to mind is is the iconic New York water towers on on roofs of apartment buildings. And I don't know the whole tech, technological history behind it. I, I know some of them are still used. I know if they, I don't think if they build a, a modern building now that they use them, but they're everywhere. They kind of come across as archaic relics. I feel that one day, you know, they're definitely going to be phased out. I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. I think they keep them in use on older buildings, you know, in the cases... In, on the buildings where they were already there. Um, but I don't think they build, they build new buildings with that. And um, 
they look a little, they look old-fashioned. I mean, I think it was something dating from, like, the tenement era when they uh, started building buildings a little higher for the first time, apartment buildings, and they needed to get the water up that high or however the, whatever the contextual historical reasons are for that. You could just Google that. But they're everywhere. You see them, and they have a distinct look, and, and those sorts of ubiquitous iconic symbols in cities are, are nostalgic you know you just see it and you think of the place and you feel what that place feels like to you and i was just thinking you know to myself it would be a shame with these water towers to completely not have that to look at you know that somehow has this sort of connection to me when i see them and even now before they're phased out i mean I, I I always had an idea. I thought it would be great to have more just like rooftop bars that are divey, that aren't the type of place that you necessarily have to worry so much about what shoes you're wearing or, you know, have, have, have the perfect kind of clothes on. Uh, some, you know, some rooftops with almost a little grit to them, you know, neighborhoody cheap drinks you know the, the 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 no frills bare bones type of experience i i was thinking you know the name tar beach would be great for one but it would be great to have a couple of those in new york and have like the water tower the, the that iconic cylindrical with the cone roof and stilts type of new york city water tower kind of be the centerpiece of of the rooftop uh you know setup feng shui type of deal that would be nifty for me i would love that and i hope to see somebody do that i think that would be awesome maybe some some somebody in new york did already but how fun would that be that would be i mean just just for that experience just the visual of that i would get up on that roof and i know in new york now in relation in respect to our um phone booths that we had i mean there were a few different styles and and some of them are still are still there but there's articles about that some are being phased out i mean many are being phased out there's many there's many fewer phone booths than than there were because of all the cell phones of course but there were these different styles of New York City phone booths. Some were like, you know, the window, see-through, windowed, boxy type of just rectangular coffins that you could fold, stand in, close the door. And then some were almost like that urinal setup, like one, like a row, you know, one next to the other with a little roof over them, almost like a little hut. And then you go stand next to this row of phones i was once on that setup like the little the little type with almost like the urinals in the air looks like with with a inside inside a little hut enclosure i was outside penn station i had to call my father for some reason just thinking just thinking of phone booths now and um this is this was i was in two maybe 2005 something like that I, i i was get i got back from college i took some sort of 
one of these trains, the Excella train, you know, Amtrak from D.C. back to New York, called my father. He was in the city. He was going to pick me up, and my cell phone had died. And um, the top of, of th- this phone, just as a little side note, I hadn't realized it almost seems like a New York story, just somehow like the dysfunction. I, I, I imagine it could happen anywhere, of course. But the, the top of this phone, the plastic enclosure, you know, the, of the earpiece was broken off. I didn't notice. I wanted to call my dad and just, I think I was nervous for some reason. Anyway, folks, not to build too much suspense, it was broken off. It was So there were wires hanging out. Other than that, the phone was fully functional. I put this thing to my ear. I heard my dad coming through. And uh, I think I heard him. Yeah, I think I think I could hear him. But I shocked the whole side of my head. I, sh- I shocked myself like a serious electric shock. It really hurt. It really hurt. You know, I should have... Now, I, I, I don't know. I probably would call... I'd call the police or something. You should tell someone. You should tell someone, hey, listen, someone could get hurt. I just... Uh, I hung that sucker up and got on with my night told my father of course but I should I probably should have let someone know and now I would think a little bit harder uh, on how to go about doing that but boy oh boy did I shock the whole side of my head with that phone and that was not cool that was not a cool New York experience um no 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 so just moving down my notes folks that was one thing that was one thing with phone booths and I just I got me wondering about phone booths, you know, and these sorts of iconic city symbols in different cities. I'm not sure, for example, if Boston had has a specific phone had a specific style phone booth. Maybe it would be cool, you know, if it was like the Celtic green color that was like Boston's phone booth. But I'm sure maybe some other cities of the world had their own like very specific phone looking phone booth or other physical structure and it's it's just a perfect example to try to be recreative with saving some of them or repurposing them in in whatever way possible especially if the trend on the street in real time if you're a creative person out there you have the wherewithal you want to do something to keep this symbol alive i i'm a firm believer in doing that and it, it's it could be a great opportunity for business and for different creative ventures I actually saw, you know, speaking of Atlanta before I brought up the repurposing they did with uh, train tracks with the Beltway, I think it's called. You could Google it, repurpose tracks, Atlanta, Beltway, the right, the right thing will come up. But I think it was a year or a few years ago, but some fellows down there in Atlanta re, I think they bought a London a London phone booth, or they had it recreated, but they they basically had a, a speakeasy type bar called like the Red Booth type bar, and you know of course it's just like another way to even use one of these icons. London pubs are famous. English pubs, the English pub that you know that the whole institution of what that is, and the connection visually to a red phone booth for a pub as like a door to walk through. I mean, it all lines up, right? Like the branding, it's all there. The whole motif form, you know, creates a hole there, the different parts of it. it so they they had that in Atlanta. And I guess the, the moral there is if you have a, a specific business, a bar, a restaurant, 
<clears throat> with a connection or a theme that is related to a place outside of your actual place of business, that works well too because the icon, you know, that particular icon might it stands out even more in Atlanta than London. And people know the red booth, that red, you know, style phone booth all over the world. So that that's a, that's a great thing to do. It's just good to keep in mind. I was thinking further about that, you know, what what kind of what kind of physical icons like this exist in different cities? that are this sort of style they're everywhere they're they're everywhere so i mean i had the water towers in new york and i'm sure there's more the red phone booths booths in london the new york city phone booths were sort of iconic i mean i i've talked about them they had their own look and I would like to see some of them saved and used for interesting things. For nostalgic purposes. But the other main one, which is a little different, but it was everywhere that came to my mind, was New York City subway tokens. And they were discontinued. You know, we have the Metro cards now. They were discontinued in 03, I believe. But... Maybe there's opportunities for certain businesses to get them back in the mix with the population, get some some nostalgia flowing. I mean, one creative idea, maybe it's stupid, but maybe it's not. I guess it depends on your opinion and your taste or how you're looking at it. But I know there's a, fa there's a famous bar, I actually never was to it. It switched locations recently in Manhattan called the Subway Inn, I think. So that got me thinking, but the subway tokens themselves were discontinued. They, they were everywhere. They were cool. I remember my dad used to have all these subway tokens. I, I, I was a kid. He worked in the city. It was like a different form of currency. It was really, it just was really nifty to me as a, as a kid. It was real neat. But maybe some bar owner, you know, I've actually never been in a bar like this, but I've heard about it. They have the, the bar chips. That you like, they keep track of how many rounds you ordered with the chips. They're almost like poker chips. So some place like the Subway Inn or some place that you, any place in New York that uses that system, it would be cool to have them remade, in, you know, and paying homage to the Subway tokens of the past instead of saying, you know, always good or good for one fare, good for one round, change the words as appropriate. And have, have that be like a nice little point of difference uh, for your New York-centric bar. That would be cool to me. I would like that a lot. So I don't know if anybody out there is doing that. But if they're not, maybe somebody can, can hop on that train. Because <clears throat> I might buy a few more extra rounds, you know. I'd, I'd love to toss some of those chips, you know, chips around. And all in all, the main, the main point, folks, is that I, I really, I, I think the preservation of symbols in cities and the repurposing of them is, is fun, is great, and I think it's important. I think the emotional connection that we have to the past, you know, 
Some people like to poo-poo that and say, oh, it's always about always marching forward. We always have to march forward. But sometimes marching forward with, with meaning, it can be, can be done better by having a more complete story of where we come from and having a, a more complete story of city life is, is a good thing. You know, it's enriching. It's enriching for citizens and, and kids to know, hey, this structure used to be used for this and then this, and now we're on chapter three for what we use this structure for. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if the transitions can be made seamlessly enough. It's a great way. It's a, it's a it's an inherent history lesson right there. So it's something it's something to think about. It's food for thought. I'm just going to browse my notes and see if I had any other ideas along these lines. Mm. I think that's just I think that's just about it. And I'm sure I, I'm sure I missed a bunch of of course I did. Of course I did. I'm interested uh, when I tweet this show out and I do some social media action for it. I'm interested in hearing more examples of this specific kind of repurposing and also just city icons in general that aren't like the london bridge or you know the one-off structures like the chrysler building or whatever the sears tower is called now in chicago or the eiffel tower or the golden gate bridge but things like the london phone booth and things like you know the water towers i'm speaking about in 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 new york and so on and so on. I mean, the subway tokens are an example. I'm sure mass transit in different cities, if they had anything interesting like that, is an example. The machines that dispense them. But, you know, aside from that, you know, maybe that's that's a little bit of a cheap shot almost. I'm not as satisfied with the subway tokens as the water towers, but maybe, maybe they count if they're unique enough. Yeah, so thinking along those lines, folks, you you let me know. You let the think in your armor guys know. This is Jonesy. This is it for right now. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. One one other little note I just wanted to I wanted to mention was about Link NYC. If you go to link.nyc, you'll see. You see, I initially had thought that this was a repurposing deal too. Before I close out, I'm sorry, folks. I start to close out. Then I have another thought, but we're casual here. We can do that, right? So Link NYC, it, lo- it looks pretty cool. Let me just read off their website. I haven't used one of these yet. Link NYC is a first-of-its-kind communications network that will replace over 7,500 payphones across the five boroughs with new structures called Links. Each link provides super fast, free public Wi-Fi, phone calls, device charging, and a tablet for access to city services, maps, and directions. Now, that's really cool. That's really cool, and it looks cool. The thing is, I didn't really look at the pictures at first, and I thought that all of this new technology was going to be placed within the traditional look of the pre-existing New York City phone booths. But it's not. So 
I still like the idea. I still like the idea, but it's not like the repurposing this Link NYC deal. You know, it's, we're moving into the future with it. It's great, but it's not quite like the repurposing action going on with the London phone booths. So, you know, check out Link NYC, everybody. Maybe that's an idea that could be spread around and could be kept within the traditional look of a phone booth somewhere else. So, you know, we we just see here in this example, 7,500 of the old look in New York is out. And that's even more pressure to, on me to save a couple of these. If, you know, if they're sparingly saved throughout the city, it could be just the perfect number to make a really cool impression like oh those are the old phone booths you know each borough has a hundred of them you know you see them just enough to know that they're there and they're a thing that would be a cool sort of historical preservation effort and i hope it happens but this is jonesy let me close out folks it was a pleasure it was a pleasure yapping and if you want to check us out uh, online at our web address, please do the thinkinyourarmor.com. We got a lot coming out. We got a podcast starter po package coming out, which is an all inclusive walkthrough guide for how to get started on the right foot. It's a uh, punk rock podcasting type of ethos for pleasure, for profit. Show up every day, do what you want to do your way structure and tweak things so that you can make money doing it and uh don't get lost you know just just stay on course and that's the deal you know i'm not saying i'm a perfect guy but i'm working to do as much of that as i can direct you know success doing what i want and it's only natural as a humanist to serve as a guide to others uh at the same time so we have that starter starter package coming up and i think we're going to be giving one away at the end of this month maybe next month as well as we build our initial following here the thinkinyourarmor.com join the newsletter this is jonesy i'll have some of my co-hosts on a few of these shows coming up soon and i will catch you next time take it easy everybody <clears throat> bye, bye, bye.